Hey everybody, it's Brian. The work hours for a professional working in athletics can fluctuate. That is why the University of Cincinnati Online designed a Master of Sports Administration program that is both flexible and 100% online. Connect and build relationships with other students, alumni working in athletics, and their experienced staff. The best part? You can graduate in as little as one year. If you're unsure about going back to school, UC Online has a team of student success coordinators ready to guide you from start to graduation. Reach out and learn more about UC Online today by visiting online.uc.edu and searching for the Master in Sports Administration program. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at workinsports.com, Brian Clapp. I'll admit, last handful of Wednesdays, I have gone a different route. I have given us a Monday on a Wednesday, or as I like to call it, it's kind of like breakfast for dinner, uh, which we all appreciate. And that's okay, because sometimes booking guests is hard. And sometimes you hit that seasonal period where it's tough to get in touch with people. And sometimes, you know, we got to pivot and say, all right, I had some guest cancellations. I had some things come up. We can run a repeat, which we've done in the past, you know, bring back an old guest that, that somebody... We know you guys really liked listening to that really informative, somebody that we really liked listening to. Or sometimes I can still create new content, still dig into a fan question, still help as many people as possible. And that's what we're doing today because we have a great question from Frank in Illinois. Here goes Frank. I had a mentor tell me recently that no matter where you are in life, you are always in sales. I nodded my head and acted like I knew what he was talking about, but I've been pondering this for a while and I still don't really get it. I'm trying to get my career started, but I don't want to work in sales. What do you think they meant? Frank, I love this question on a lot of levels. Number one, we've all been there with vague advice. Like somebody says something to you and you're a little bit unsure. And rather than say, wait, what do you mean by that? You nod and you say, yeah, oh yeah, totally understand what you mean. The whole time thinking to yourself, I have no clue what they're talking about. I've been there many times. Um, I'm still there a lot of times in my everyday life. I hope my boss is not listening. There's times where maybe I'm in a meeting and there's a conversation going and maybe I get distracted by something or maybe I start to read an email or maybe I'm starting to look at something that people are talking about, but I lose the thread on the conversation. And then you hear your name and somebody says, Brian, what do you think? And you're like, oh yeah, totally, totally agree. Yeah, uh uh-huh, sounds great. And then you realize afterwards, (laughs) uh uh-oh, what did I disagree to? We've all been there, Frank, okay? This happens. So I appreciate that. Number two, I love how literally you took this advice that they were talking about how you're always selling yourself and you thought, yeah, but I don't want to work in sales. I think your mentor's trying to get you to think more broad. So we will, we will dig into that in this conversation. They weren't being quite that literal. And number three, I love, love, love that when this was pushed upon you, this concept, you didn't ask your mentor for clarity, but you felt comfortable coming here and asking for clarity from, from this group, from this community, from this conversation. And that gives me a lot of pride knowing that we've created this safe space for conversation to say, hey, I'm not sure what this person meant. Can you help me out? I like that you felt confident in having that conversation here with us and uh, trusting me with this question. So for those reasons, Frank, we will dig into this deep dive. All right, so what people mean when they say you're always in sales is simpler than what you're considering. It's the overarching concept that really wherever you are in life, 
It's not necessarily a literal career path, but it is something you will always be doing. You will always be selling yourself to other people, selling your skills, your attributes, your abilities to get the job done, your product, your vision, your ideas. You know, even if you're working in some field completely different than sales, I've talked with people in analytics and they say one of their most important things is being able to sell the data to key decision makers. And they're not literally meaning I need them to, meaning I need them to buy it. What they're meaning is I need to convince somebody else that this is valuable can help them and is useful. And so everyone, no matter where you are in life, is somehow involved in sales, quote unquote. Not the literal, I'm calling and trying to get you to buy my product, sometimes, but always like trying to impress upon people and convince others that of something you want them to believe in. So yeah, we're all in sales. Like I do that all the time. I'm trying to sell my ideas, sell my concepts. I'm trying to sell people on coming on the show. Not in sales, but I am trying to provide value and give them something they can understand. So let's spin this to your last sentence, though. The last sentence you said, I'm trying to get my career started. How is that sales related? And so I want to spin this conversation into how you sell yourself. Because in the interview process, and that is, I think, the most important part of the process in a lot of ways, you have to be able to sell yourself. So let's break that down, this this importance for a second. I always tell people the most important concepts for getting hired in our industry is to have the right experience that matches industry demand, right? So understanding that, researching it, really starting to understand where need is and what you need in order to match that need. Networking, building, maintaining, building relationships that can be impactful, your resume, cover letter, your personal brand, and interviewing. The first three parts that I just mentioned there are all about getting you discovered. All those activities help you get recognized or noticed or get you to an interview process. But to actually get hired and be the one, you have to be able to nail the interview process. And a big part of that is being able to sell yourself, sell your value, sell your experience, sell your fit, all of those things. So this concept is really important when you break down where interviewing, you know, I always say it's like the final 10 yards of the sprint. You could be doing everything right. But if you get to that point and you don't finish strong, that's when somebody else passes you. And if they pass you, then literally they are the one that gets the job and you might as well have come in 500th. So you didn't get it. So let's dive into this interviewing process for a second. Let's say, Frank, you get, uh, you're in your, your career search process right now. You've got your resume. You've done all these other things to build yourself up and get you discovered. You get discovered. Somebody wants to have you for an interview. What they know about you right now is what they've seen on your resume, your cover letter. Maybe they've looked at your LinkedIn profile. Maybe they've looked at your portfolio a little bit. That information sold the company on your abilities to do this job. They told them you have the skills that they need. They got that part of your picture. So when they ask you for a phone or a video or a virtual interview to kick things off, you have to reverse engineer this mindset. You have to think to yourself, okay, if they know I have the skills to do this job, pretty much, right? They've identified this is what they need for the job. This is what I bring to the table. I've said it on my resume. And they still decided, great, we want to interview this person. Well, they know those things about me. What do they still need to know? What do they need to understand about me to get this part forward? So what they're looking for and the overarching philosophy here is your, are your, your fit skills, your, your soft skills, your leadership, your work ethic, your independence, your loyalty, all of those key components that go to how you're going to fit in their organizational need. 
So you have to be able in the interview process to sell them on that part of you. Yes, you will still need to reemphasize your skills and the things you're able to do and those stories that help to bring that all to life. But what the interview is interviewing is tending to look for is how well do you match on all of those other components? Do you have the soft skills to fit in here? Do you have a high upside with leadership? Are those things that you bring to the table? I want to know more about you. So let's get into how. How do you sell yourself in an interview? Number one, confidence. A lot of people will try to tell you that when you go into an interview, you have to be buttoned up and perfect and almost rigid or robotic. And I actually express something completely different, especially for the sports industry. Confidence is super, super important. But I also think so is charisma and likability and a passion and excitement for what this opportunity may bring. It's the sports industry. This is a fun place to be. This is a great place to be working and engaging. And most people that work in it feel that passion and energy. That's why we're here versus working in some other product-based firm, right? We're in the sports industry because it is passionate and it is fun and it is urgent and it is something that you can get excited about. And so having a little bit of that confidence, but also excitement, bringing that to the interview is infectious. People want to be around others that are excited for the opportunity. One of the key things we talk about in interviewing, when I talk to talent acquisition managers throughout the sports industry, is that their key components, what they're looking for, what they want so badly are people who are qualified and interested. They have the skills to do the job. They're qualified, right? They're not just saying, I want to work for this team. I'm I'm qualified to do this particular job. That's what we talked about with your resume. That's what's getting you initially discovered. So they're qualified, but they're also interested in that particular job. Meaning if you're applying to be an email marketing manager for the Philadelphia Eagles, your intent isn't just, I want to get in any, by any means necessary to the Philadelphia Eagles because I love that team. Your intent is, I want to be an email marketing manager and it's super cool that it's at the Philadelphia Eagles. That's the balance you're looking for. I'm interested in that job and I want to be in this industry. So you're qualified and interested. When that stuff happens, that confidence can really come through in the interview process because it's real, it's authentic. It's what you really are feeling in those moments. You want this particular thing. And interviewers are so trained to pick up on those keys. So body language becomes really, really, really important as it ties into confidence. You know, simple things, standing up straight, smiling, making eye contact, confidence comes through with that. So focus on the body language. If you are more timid and you are more reserved and you can't let that out, I'm not saying personality wise, I'm just saying in the way you're handling these conversations, they start to wonder, is this person really interested in this role or do they just want to be here? I hope you're getting that distinction because it's really important. Word choices are important. You will find, and this all is part of the subset of of confidence right now, you'll listen to people who up talk, right? They sound kind of like a valley girl. I guess that's more of an 80s or 90s term, but you know what I'm talking about. There's that up talk that kind of happens when people finish their sentence that comes off extremely immature, So avoid up talk, avoid too many ums and ahs and things of that nature, because again, that goes to your confidence level and it doesn't sound convincing to an interviewer. Your outfit matters, dressing for the part, your overall attitude, bringing that excitement and energy to the interview process. All that goes into confidence, which is a big part of selling yourself. 
Next, now in the actual tactics of answering a question, get into specifics in your answers. Use data, have examples, have stories to tell. You can't just say, I'm a leader. Tell me a story about your leadership. Give me an example. You can't just say, I have a great work ethic. Share an example where you went above and beyond. Really craft something that can let me see your experience or some validation or some really selling me on the fact that you have a work ethic. Don't just tell me, show me, okay? Instead of saying you cut expenses and save the company money, have data ready. Really explain what your process and thinking was. Get through the story of what you started and where you ended up. Having examples and really telling stories or utilizing data and or utilizing data helps with the way you craft your responses in interview and builds confidence in you. They now start to see the full picture of you. That's how you sell yourself. Next point, put yourself in the shoes of the interviewer. If you look at a job description and you spend a little bit of time thinking about it, you can start to figure out the main goal of the job. Is the goal to make the customers happy? Is the goal to sell more product, analyze more data, market the team's top stars, get more fans to the game, increase product retention? You should be able to identify that from the job description. What is it that is the key focus of this role? After you identify that, you start to lean into your skills and attributes that deliver on those goals. Lean into those things that help to tell that story of how you can solve that problem. Think about it this way. If I'm hiring for a role, that means I have a hole in my organization. That means I have something that is not being done right now that I need somebody to come in and do and execute upon. There's something important to our business that needs a person in that role. You identify that need. What is that problem they need solving? And it will usually be there pretty well explained in the job description. If you know what the problem is, you can then sell yourself on how you solve the problem for the organization. That's all part of selling yourself. It's understanding the need and then focusing in on how you solve that problem. It's very simple but not enough people do it. You're not ta- they're not taking the time. They're, they're showing up and reacting. If you go in with a plan to sell yourself on your skills, on how you match, on the stories and data as an example that you have, on your confidence, that's going to convince people that you're worthy of hiring. That's going to push you over the top. Now, the final thing is I want you to finish strong. Now, this is really important. At the end of every interview, you're going to have somebody say to you, what questions do you have for me? Being prepared for this moment is the ultimate in confidence. Having good questions here shows that you are curious. You want to thrive in this role, that you're really thinking through this entire process and taking it all very seriously. So research and have questions ready, okay? But the most important thing is at the end, your last question, you want to make sure you hammer home how interested you are. So your last question, you're going to say something like, after going through this process, I'm more more interested in this job than I was at the beginning. I'm even more interested in it now. It's just, I'm so engaged with this potential role. What are the next steps and what is your time frame for making a decision? Now, you could probably word it better since I'm wording, just riffing off the top of my head, but what you want to get across is after going through this process, I'm even more interested today than I was before. Your final message to them is, I want this role. So I want to know what's happening next. That's confidence. It's showing that you're interested and it's going to help you close the deal. So 
all of this goes towards selling yourself. Frank, your mentor is trying to tell you in your life, you'll always be selling yourself. You will always be selling something about you. So having that mindset of convincing and converting other people, I love that phrase. I'm stealing it from somebody else. There's actually a site I think that's called Convince and Convert. Anyway, you're trying to convince somebody else and convert them to your belief structure or convince them to believe in you. So whether it's a product, an idea, a concept, whatever it is, you're going to be selling. So Frank, get used to it and prepare yourself to be selling in that interview process. That's what will benefit you most. Thanks for tuning in for a Monday on a Wednesday. Like I said, breakfast for dinner. We love it. Uh, And I'll be back on Monday. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please rate, review, subscribe. It's all super important. Helps us grow. And you're a big part of that growth. So thank you. 